Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. Packers hosting the Eagles on Thursday Night Football should be outstanding. Let's get into that with Olivia Reiner, who covers not just the Packers, but the Brewers and the Bucks, all of whom are extraordinarily relevant, as well as Wisconsin, <laughs> and their outstanding running back, Jonathan Taylor. Olivia, thanks for coming on Home and Home. It's Ross Tucker. It's Dave Briggs. Uh, and let's start right there. You've got all three of those pro teams. So I want to know, Who's the reigning king of Wisconsin? Christian Yelich, Aaron Rodgers, which I figure it probably is, or is it Giannis? Ooh, that is a tough one because there's so many to choose from, isn't there? I feel like no matter what the Bucks are doing, no matter what the Brewers are doing, it's always going to be Aaron Rodgers. The Packers, no matter how good or bad they are, are always in the spotlight. They're, they are this state's team. I find that the Bucks, especially are not necessarily a state team of Wisconsin, at least in the year that I've been living here, I found that out. The Brewers are a little bit more a state team, but I would say the Packers, I think I have this theory that no matter where you are in the state of Wisconsin, somewhere within like a 10 foot radius, probably a little bit more, you find a Green Bay Packers logo. So I'm going to have to go with Aaron Rodgers. I think he will always be the king. No offense. Giannis, and Christian Yelich, definitely two very talented athletes, a lot of star power in those guys, but Aaron Rodgers reigns supreme. I'm curious, Olivia, with that being the case, uh, do you find most Packers fans are more excited about the 3-0 and start or kind of scratching their head and confused at the offense's struggle so far? I think it's a little bit of both. The defense has been carrying this team the last three games. It's impressive to see, but when does the back break? How much can they carry this team throughout the season? My guess is it's not going to last very long unless the offense steps up. So there is some head scratching. There are definitely some concerned fans out there. I've got them in my DMs. I read too many Facebook comments and they seem very concerned. So it's, there's definitely a little bit of concern there, but a win's a win, 3-0. and They're certainly happy about that, but they've really got to get the offensive momentum going, especially tonight, Thursday night football against the Eagles. going to be a tough one. Yeah, that was going to be my next question. Packers 3-0, and Eagles 1-2. and What's the level of confidence among the Packers faithful about tonight, or is there a lot of trepidation with the Eagles coming to town? I think it's pretty split. I'd even say that my own beat, I have, I work with four other writers and they're all, we're all pretty split down the middle as to who is going to win tonight. 
Uh, I was tough. I mean, the Eagles could easily be three and oh, just a couple minor. I mean, obviously major because they ended up losing two of those games, but a, a couple details separated them from the win. Um, whether it was turnovers, missed catches, things like that. It, it's uh, they end up being a big deal, but they, they could have been wins too. So small margins there. I think they only lost collectively by seven points or so. So it's uh it's tough. It's going to be a uh, tough for the Eagles, but I will say the Packers have an advantage of being home and also being mostly healthy. And I don't think the Eagles can say that. So uh, I, I'm kind of torn on who I think is going to win tonight. Um, but I do think that the Eagles come in here with a lot of experience, regardless of the injuries and under a great planning coach of Doug Peterson too, as well. So there's a, it's going to be a tough one tonight. It's going to be a fun one. Talking to Olivia Reiner. Follow her at Reiner. Olivia covers all these teams from the Milwaukee Journal Sentinel. Um, The offense, it is surprising. 28th overall in the league in offense. And a lot has been made of the relationship because it's Aaron Rodgers, because of the Bleacher Report story a year ago with McCarthy. How is that relationship from what you are seeing between Matt LaFleur and Aaron Rodgers? And is it a matter of just taking time to get that offense fully where it needs to be? Yeah, I mean, they seem to be happy. And, of course, that relationship is going to be under a lot of scrutiny. I find that it's probably under less scrutiny right now just because they're winning. But the offense, as we all know, is struggling. Um, Matt LaFleur brings a certain energy and usefulness to the Packers locker room that a lot of guys, not only Aaron Rodgers, has said is a very positive thing. It's a good change for the for the team. And their relationship seems to be fine. I mean, we've the camera has caught... Matt LaFleur on the sideline and Aaron Rodgers on the sideline freaking out just a little bit. Uh, I believe it was in the first game against the Bears uh, a little while back there. So, um, But I think we found out at, at some point that that was actually Matt LaFleur who had confronted Aaron Rodgers and not vice versa, which was why when we saw the TV broadcast initially, what it looked like was that Aaron Rodgers was freaking out at Matt LaFleur. But we found out after the press conference that it was the uh, it was the other way around. So it was um, it's interesting. So he's clearly not afraid to confront Aaron Rodgers when he has a problem and or what for whatever reason. So I, it's definitely a relationship that we will see pan out a little bit more as the season goes on. But they seem to be fine right now. They're all they're competitive guys. They're going to fight from time to time. And I think as long as they keep winning, fans in Green Bay are not going to focus so much on what's going on between the two of them. You know, what's interesting to me, Olivia, is that the Packers have had so much success defensively with Mike Pettin, who I know. And Mike Pettin is from Philadelphia. He was a high school coach at North Penn High School just outside of Philly, grew up outside of Philly. And now here he is, the D coordinator for the Packers against the Eagles tonight. The defense has been amazing. I mean, what are what are you thinking? What are the team saying? The fans, this is the best Packers defense I've seen in quite some time. Was this expected, or are people still kind of surprised by what they're seeing? Well, first off, yeah, Mike Patton, I grew up very close to North Penn High School. I'm from Ambler, Pennsylvania, so just not too far away from where he is from. So that was fun for me to come out here and to see uh, a head coach from back home that has a really great legacy in North Penn. But yeah, oh my goodness, this Packers defense. I think on paper, 
when they made the free agent signings of Adrian Amos, Zadarius Smith, Preston Smith on the defensive side of the ball and then drafted in the first round Rashawn Gary, Darnell Savage Jr., right on paper, you're like, oh, wow, they're obviously they're clearly making a push to have a remarkably better defense than they had last year. And in theory, on like I said, on paper, those upgrades should be significant, and they have been significant. So Brian Gutekunst right now is sitting in his office at Lambeau, and he's doing something along these lines because the money that he spent and the draft picks that he spent are paying off very early for him. Zadarius Smith and Preston Smith combined through three games have seven and a half sacks. Clay Matthews and Nick Perry last season had five sacks. Granted, Nick Perry was injured, but that's the upgrade that they made at the edge rushing position. So they must be thrilled with what Zadarius and Preston Smith have brought to this team. And not only that, just on the field, but also off the field. These guys are huge in the locker room. A lot of the younger defensive guys also talk about the way that Zadarius and Preston Smith carry, carry themselves in the Packers locker room and try to make that defensive core a true unit, a true family off the field as well to help translate better on the field. So it's, it's fun to see guys come in that were not on the team last year that are making an impact on some of the guys that have been around for a little while and bring this group together. It's a defense that has done a lot and has been on the field a lot the last three games. So I'm curious to see how they're feeling tonight. If the Eagles offensive line, which is very good, even though they're a little bit depleted right now, will be able to hold off to Darius Smith. He has been a huge factor through the last few games, had two sacks last week. Um, so, that, I mean, the, the Packers defense right now, as you said, big hallmark of their team. Will they be able to keep it up? We'll see if it's sustainable. Could be the key to the game with the way that uh, the Eagles have not rushed the passer. Just two sacks, zero for Fletcher Cox could decide this game. Talk with Olivia Reiner from the Walkie Journal Sentinel. Covers not just the Packers, but the Brewers and Bucks as well. And the Brewers, it is hard to find a better story in baseball this season. They lose Christian Yelich, not just their best player, but arguably the best player in baseball, not named Mike Trout anyway. And they finished 12 and two after everyone walked away from this team and said they were dead, they were done. How do you account for that kind of finish without their best player? I think they just, it was the galvanizing moment, as Aaron Rodgers said, that the team, the Packers were looking for last year. They were looking for a galvanizing moment. And the Brewers found one this year in September once Christian Yelich went down. And it's been absolutely remarkable. I remember even before Yelich's injury, thinking that this September was going to be challenging for this team. I mean, last September, they also made an incredible run to the playoffs in the month of September. And looking at the strength of schedule this season, it just didn't seem like it was going to be as likely for the Brewers to make the playoff push. But without Christian Yelich, they did it, which was remarkable. Speaks a lot of some of the guys that they kept around. Uh, Mike Moustakis was, I think, a big player, Yasmani Grandal. And somehow they were able to just find a way and persevere through the last few games. Ryan Braun, obviously contributing a lot to this. Uh, to the, excuse me, and we're talking about so many sports here. Talking uh, to the <laughs> Brewers uh, team. Um, it's been absolutely remarkable. We'll see if how long they last in the playoffs. But uh, without Christian Yelich, it certainly isn't going to be easy. I'm sure they wish they had him around. But I think his injury has given this team a bigger purpose in the playoffs as well. 
Olivia, I'm curious now. So I'm from Reading. So you piqued my interest with the Ambler thing. What what high school did you go to? I went to Germantown Academy in Port Washington, Pennsylvania. Not in Germantown. Once upon a time in Germantown. Got it. Okay. Yep. No, I, I'm I'm familiar with that. All right. And then I'll ask you a Bucks question. I'm a little confused. The Bucks got fined fifty thousand dollars for saying that they're going to try to sign Giannis? Like, what What am I missing here? So, that yes, they, they got fined $50,000 for saying that they were, once they could sign Giannis to the Supermax deal, that, that's, that they were going to do it. They were at least going to offer it to him. And I think just getting that message out there and making that super crystal clear to the NBA that this is what their move is going to be. There's no doubt. There's no confusion. I think $50,000 is a pretty small price to pay for it. So uh, the NBA is clamping down more on tampering, which is interesting to say that say that you're going to be signing your own player to a new deal is considered tampering, but I suppose it is. I don't make the rules. So that was what the rationale was there, at least from my perspective. But hey, you know, at least they were clear and open and honest about it. I think that Supermax deal will be about $250 million after 2020. Last question is, do you expect him to stay there forever? Um, you know, I I would. I, I think so. I think this team is going to be good. I'm not entirely positive that they got better from last year in the offseason. I think that will be seen this season. But I think Giannis has become this team, and he's become obviously beloved by the city. And I would have a hard time thinking that he would consider moving elsewhere. But we'll see. I think uh, the Bucks playoff push this upcoming season, if they're able to stick around and make it to the playoffs, which I think they will. I still think they're a playoff team. I think that'll have a big uh, deciding factor in what he wants to do. But, you know, I, it's, uh, it's a big, like we were saying earlier, it's a very exciting time to be a Wisconsin sports fan in the city. So we will see what Giannis decides to do. Yeah, I am envious of all the action you got going on in the state of Wisconsin and Jonathan Taylor, as exciting a college football player as there is today. Olivia Reiner from the Milwaukee Journal Sentinel, thanks so much. We appreciate you being with us. Follow her at Reiner. Olivia, enjoy this outstanding game and weekend ahead. Thank you. You're welcome, guys. Have a good one. Yeah, Tucker, it feels like... uh, feels like Giannis is one of those guys that's different than just about every player you've seen in the NBA in recent history. I don't see him craving the bright lights of an L.A. or a Chicago or a New York or, or whatever, you know, East Coast, you know, hotspot. He just seems like a guy that's laid back, given his background, um, Nigeria and Athens. I, I would think he would stay there forever. But uh, finding your own team, your team for talking to your own player is a strange concept. Yeah, tampering with a guy that's on your roster is asinine in my mind. I don't understand that at all. Not at all. Um, Giannis is a truly unique, special player. I I told you earlier this week, I love this, about like Mahomes and Saquon Barkley and just guys that are – they're just different than you've ever seen before, I think, in terms of what they're able to do, capable of doing. I feel like Giannis – is the same way. I do think it's a missed opportunity, though, in Milwaukee and in Wisconsin. Giannis should be playing tight end, okay? Jimmy Graham (laughs) doesn't have it anymore. Mercedes Lewis is old. 
Why can they not give him the super max now? I know they're not allowed to put Giannis at tight end. For the love of God, it would be awesome. I would love to see that. I'm kidding, but not really. I really would like but to see Giannis at tight end. That would be amazing. Don't you agree, Dave Briggs? I, I totally agree, but I also it, it also reminds you that I, I think people don't even appreciate the brilliance of Giannis, and that's one of the problems with him playing in Milwaukee. People don't really know how great he is, and unless he plays in L.A., unless he plays for Boston or Philly, it's hard for him to get the recognition that he truly deserves. So part of me hopes he stays. Part of me hopes he gets that recognition on a big stage. You mentioned tight ends. We'll talk tight ends in just a bit with Delaney Walker. One of the greats over the last 10 plus years in Tennessee speaking out about today's players and how it is different now, so different than it used to be. We'll hear from Delaney, Titans beast in just a bit. Yep, I'm, I love Delaney Walker. He would be hired if I had to get a new co-host if you left me at some point. And you know where Fair I enough. would find him, Dave? I would find him at Zip Recruiter. Dot com. That's where Codable co-founder Gretchen Hebner discovered when she needed to, so to hire somebody. She needed a game artist for her education tech company. She knew it wouldn't be easy to find someone to grow with her team. That's why she went to ZipRecruiter. ZipRecruiter doesn't depend on candidates finding you. It finds them for you. Its technology identifies people with the right experience and invites them to apply to your job so you get qualified candidates and you get them fast. Gretchen posted her job on ZipRecruiter and said she was impressed with how quickly she found qualified applicants. She also used ZipRecruiter's screening questions to filter her candidates so she could focus on the best ones. And that's how Gretchen found a new game artist in less than two weeks. With results like this, it's no wonder four out of five employers who post on ZipRecruiter get a quality candidate within the first day. So here's what you need to do. Number one, if you're not already, you need to follow me and Dave on social media at Ross Tucker NFL at Dave Briggs TV. You need to follow the, the show at RDC Home and Home, the channel at RDC Sports. And you need to see why ZipRecruiter is effective for businesses of all sizes. By trying ZipRecruiter for free, free is for me, at ZipRecruiter.com slash enter. That's ZipRecruiter.com slash E-N-T-E-R. ZipRecruiter.com slash enter. ZipRecruiter, it is the smartest way to hire. Delaney Walker not going to fill in for me just yet. Still got a pretty good job with the Tennessee Titans. The tight end, one of the greats in the game today, still, despite a lot of injuries the last several years. His team, desperate right now, like a lot of teams are, like the aforementioned Eagles. They are 1-2 and two in Tennessee, going to another desperate team, the 1-2 and two Falcons. Whoever loses that game could be looking at a long road and no postseason. And Delaney Walker, he's been around a while. He's seen some stuff. And, you know, it's not just football. Everything is different today. All the mentalities. Just look at your children from the way we were. Mentalities are just different today. Are people as tough? Do they grind through circumstances at your office, at your home, the way they used to? 
Probably not. But it's interesting to hear that from an NFL locker room where you figure everyone is a warrior. Everyone is always going to push away the controversy, the criticism. Not the case there, apparently. Listen to Delaney Walker. When I came in the league in 2006, I know that's a long time ago, um, the atmosphere was a lot different. You know, we were one and two, it'd be pissed off guys walking around here, calling guys out, team meeting without the coaches. But today's football, it's a lot different. A lot of these guys can't take that. A lot of these guys don't like to be called out. They want to fight or they want to be traded. And it's, it's, that's pretty much where we're going today with this game. Is, as you can see, the rule changes and everything is just different. Interesting to hear that of a team leader like Delaney Walker about the guys in his locker room. I think a lot of people out there listening or watching on the radio.com app probably say, yeah, I I think the atmosphere is different in my office, whether it's a a broadcasting station, whether it's a bank or a grocery store or a restaurant or an accounting firm. People are not as tough as they used to be. They don't handle criticism the way they used to. Now it's a big deal. Now everything's a big issue. But, Ross, I am surprised to hear that about an NFL locker room. I thought that was really interesting. Obviously, I'm not, you know, in that locker room. I've been retired since 2008, so I can't really speak to that. But at least anecdotally, a lot has changed. Uh, And even just seeing how kids are recruited when they're in high school – College, I mean, you go, let's start with high school, Dave, and all of the recruiting rankings and the four star and the five star, the amount of attention and love that these kids get on social media starting in ninth and 10th grade is unbelievable. And they also now get scholarship offers so early. Dave, I was not a big time. Uh, college football recruit. I was a one double a recruit, but I was still a pretty confident individual in high school. If you talk to my friends, they will tell you, I, I felt pretty good about myself. I was confident. You know, I cannot imagine if I had offers from Alabama and Notre Dame in 10th grade, I would have been downright obnoxious. I really would have been. I mean, it's unbelievable. So it starts there. Then they get to college. And I think now because of the, the the transfer portal and everything, they're even more worried about hurting a guy's feelings because you don't want them to just go real quick to the transfer portal. So they don't necessarily get the tough love in high school because they're getting all the high school recruiting and they can transfer to the Catholic school or that prep school or whatever. Same thing happens in college. Mm. And they get all the adulation there. They get drafted in the NFL. I just think it's changed. You know, it used to be once you sign your scholarship in college, you go to college, then it's like they got your butt now. And you're just a piece of you-know-what freshman. Not anymore. They can't, they can't look at you that way or give you that tough love because you could transfer at any second. Heck, you could redshirt even when you're the starting quarterback of a college, of a Division I college. And the NFL, I'll have to take Delaney Walker's word for it, but I've known him since earlier in his career. I did a couple Niners games, 2009. I think it was like his second or third year. He is an old school. I mean, back then, 
He was the backup tight end to Vernon Davis for the Niners, making his hay, blowing people up on special teams. He's a special, special player. He's an old school guy, and he has seen the evolution over his 10 plus years in the league. It's fascinating to hear you say that about athletes, about NFL locker rooms, because I feel like this is a societal thing, not necessarily an athlete thing. I mean, just look at let's look at my business. Look at newsrooms, for example. Ten years ago when I got into this business, it was so that there was a lot of screaming. There was a lot of cursing. Uh, there might be yelling across the newsroom as you're scrambling to get a news tape, uh, a newscast together. And it was all good. At the end of the night, you went out, you had beers, you generally laughed off some of the things you might have said an hour ago. Now, you say one of those things, you are written up by human resources. You might be in jeopardy at that office. And I hear that from friends at a lot of different, uh, whether it's an accounting firm or whether it's a restaurant or whether it's just someone trying to run their own business, that people are just too damn sensitive today. They can't take a little criticism. They can't take a little bit of constructive criticism. That's how we get better. John Wooden used to say, surround yourself with smart people who will argue with you. You know why that worked for John Wooden? Because if he had a bad idea, which he probably didn't have many, someone on his staff would rip his ass and tell him, that's a bad idea. The best coach of all time believed in that. You won't find that anymore because people like yes men around them. They don't like criticism. They're overly sensitive. They're on Twitter. They can't handle people saying stuff about them. It's a societal issue. And I hope we toughen up, my friend. I don't think we will, but it's only going to get worse, isn't it? No, it's only going to get worse. Um, there's no question as a society, we get softer with every year. But I would say this, Dave, I think people have always said this. I think our parents say this about our generation. I think our grandparents said this about our parents' generation. I think that this is sort of the, the natural evolution of man. I mean, I'm sure the cavemen think we're soft compared to how they were. I mean, you as you move along, I think it's just natural. It's, I guess it's just jarring to see it happen because we were – like this is the first time we are looking at the younger people or how things have changed saying, oh man, this is soft. This is different. Before when it was our parents saying it to us, we're like, oh, whatever. You're just saying that because you're, a, we're, this is the first time you and I are at the age where we're like, there's no question it's gotten softer. But it, I guess things have gotten easier to your point. Things have gotten easier generationally. When you look at that line, it's probably just perfectly down and how it has gotten easier for each generation after the next in terms of just how hard life is now or how easy it is with devices, with gadgets, with cars everywhere you go. You don't have to walk that much. You don't have to interact. You don't have to talk to people. You don't have to work as hard. Generally speaking, there's fewer people that you know that do like actual labor, you know, by hand. There's fewer people that we know that are in the military. We are becoming a softer society. But just surprising for me to hear that in an NFL locker room. All right, what game are you most looking forward to this weekend before we wrap it up uh, on a Thursday? You know what? Uh, it's hard for me to even look past tonight. I am really looking forward to tonight because – 
It's the Packers. It's the Eagles. You know, the Vikings and Bears are both 2-1. and one. They play Sunday. That's a huge game for those two teams, by the way. Huge in Chicago. And they're both breathing down the Packers' neck. Can the Packers get the win and get to 4-0 and even without Aaron Rodgers? I mean, before, Dave, they couldn't win a game unless Aaron Rodgers was an absolute magician. They couldn't do it. They couldn't win. Now they're winning with him without him doing hardly anything. Think about what would happen if Aaron Rodgers in this offense kicked it into high gear, plus the Eagles. A lot of people's Super Bowl favorites in the NFC. They can't fall to one and three. This is going to be an awesome game. We will be all over it all morning tomorrow here on Home and Home. Cannot wait. Look forward to that and talking Browns-Ravens, my favorite game of the weekend. Have a great Thursday, everybody. We'll see you tomorrow. (sighs) Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply.